What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet another episode of Got Faded Japan. I'm your host right now, Johnny. Maddie B is on the streets with his drum and guitar playing for the folks, I guess. <laughs> He's out there doing something, but uh, he will be back soon enough. Definitely. And uh, Faders, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes booze, Japan in the news. And uh, this week, the news is you, Mr. David Whitaker. Hi. <laughs> I almost messed up your name. <laughs> David Litiker. I think I'm thinking about li- liquor because I'm drinking your drink, the POW of this week. Yes, yes. Okay. So, all right. Um, Faders, uh, this is episode number 284, and uh, we're going to cut through all the bullshit and start off with the POW because David just made this, and this is awesome. David, could you explain the pick of the week? The pick of the week is the David Whitaker. It's sweet tea and beer. It works beautifully. This is sweet tea and beer? Sweet tea and beer. What kind of tea? Just the sweet kind? Lipton sweet tea and beer. All right, awesome. All right, dude. <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers. Mm. Wait till summertime. It's going to hit just right. Mm. Wow. Wow. See, whenever you mix beer with something else, I'm kind of skeptical. Like red eyes, I'm not a fan of red eyes. I hate Shandy Guff. And Shandy Guff, I, I, I can't do it. It. I, I love ginger ale. I love beer. But don't put them in the same glass and expect me to like it. Exactly. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. But this actually here, this is definitely a summer drink, man. Like when it's here in Tokyo, when it's like like 100 degrees and humidity's at 1,000 and everybody's just sweating balls all over the place and shit. I think this is going to be the go-to drink, man. This is smooth. It's sweet. Well, especially when you're sitting right here, the sun just burns through everything. So I think I'm going to sell tons of them for people just sitting in the window area at the restaurant <laughs> really dude definitely and speaking of restaurant okay all right so for our pick of the week we usually have like um, a chub mm. or one thumb two thumbs up or two thumbs up and a dick in the air i'm gonna give this two thumbs up and a dick in the air right. during summertime dude <laughs> this is awesome man fucking a dude beer and sweet tea what's the what's the uh the ratio let's see I started with half and half, but people said it was too sweet, so I cut back a little bit. Yeah. So it's about one to two. One to two? Yeah. Awesome, man. One to two. Yeah, this is great, man. A couple of ice cubes in here, too, which is kind of like Thai style. I have not, I have never done ice cubes in beer. That sounds interesting. Yeah, dude, if you go to Thailand, it's what they do, because Thailand is fucking hot as balls, dude. It's like twice as hot as it is here in Tokyo and shit. So they put, like, ice cubes in the beer and shit, which sounds fucked up, but actually... I think that would freak people out at our restaurant. They're (laughs) like, wait, what, what, what's, what, there's ice in my beer. Like, yeah, it's extra cold. (laughs) Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Can I, can I, can I add a suggestion? What if you, in your freezer, you get, like, ice trays and you fill them up with beer and then, then you have beer ice cubes in your beer, so it's not diluting the beer at all. Does beer freeze that way, though? I don't. <laughs> you know, I know, I know. If you have like a can of beer or a bottle of beer in your freezer, the carbonation for some reason or another explodes. Yeah. So that's kind of fucked up. But I don't know if you have beer in the ice cubes. Would it separate or something? Like I don't know. I've, I've never. There's only one way to find out. It's on my experiment list. Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, all I do is spend time experimenting with drinks. Oh, really? Oh my god! So is... beer ice cubes are now on my radar. Yeah, to see if they actually will work. Holy shit, dude! You could have lager beer with like porter beer, like ice cubes in it, dude, and it slowly melts and it changes the drink, dude. What the fuck, dude? This is some Frankenstein shit, dude. That's right up my alley. Dude, that's Let's see if we can make that work. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I got all day. It's like seven hours later. Let's see if the ice cubes worked. Didn't no. work. <laughs> Sorry, man. But regardless, man, this is a really, really good drink. I would never think about because I mean, in Japan, people mix tea with everything, but I've never heard of tea and beer until just now. Uh... Yeah, I spent my time experimenting. I was like, hmm. There's a little bit of tea left. Pour some beer on top of that. Let's see what happens. That works. All right. It (laughs) does work, man. 
And dude, and you can only get the David David Whitaker drink here at this establishment. Where are we? We are at Soul Food House at one four eight in Azubujuban. Nice, nice, comfortably comfortably located in central Tokyo, one stop away from Rapongi. Hmm. Super easy to get to. Super easy. And dude, let's talk about this neighborhood because I mean, I I, I came to this. I've been to this neighborhood like maybe three times in my like 15, 16 years here in Tokyo, right? And and now that I'm here, and it's usually, it was always at nighttime and I was going to go, I was meeting somebody at a bar or something around the area or something. This is my first time coming here during the day and this neighborhood is pretty freaking awesome. Can you yeah, explain, yeah. talk about this neighborhood, man. There are, I think, five or six embassies <clears throat> within walking distance of the restaurant. Oh, shit. As well as a lot of famous people are supposed to live here. I don't know, I... I have my restaurant, I come, I work, I go home. <laughs> <laughs> Look, famous person! <laughs> I don't know. Like, some of the people know me and I don't... I'm like, hey. Alright. <laughs> dude, dude, do a podcast for over five years and you have the same thing. <laughs> I know that whiny, crazy, shitty voice. Oh, it's not me. You must be Johnny! I'm like, uh, yeah, you got me. Well, no... The wonderful thing is, like, people will be like, hey, you own that restaurant, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. And the only thing I can think is, they obviously had a good experience, because if you have a sucky experience at a restaurant, you don't go, hey, you own that restaurant, don't you? (laughs) You're the one. (laughs) You go, pass him, man. Dude, this is a nice restaurant. It's got a great location. Dude, I love your windows, dude. This the, the view of fucking Tokyo is amazing, dude. And it's such a view of Tokyo. Buildings, 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 sky buildings, buildings. Well, that's that's Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any direction you look, that's it. If you're very lucky, you get a little bit of a park somewhere, but I mean... I think it's that way. You see the trees above the building. It's yeah. either a, a park or a parking lot. One of the two. <laughs> still, still, man, it's Tokyo. But no, no, this is a really good Blade Runner kind of view and stuff. I'm sure at night it looks amazing. Oh, it's pretty cool. So it gives a good backdrop for the people that are eating. That's cool. That's cool. Man, so tell me about this restaurant. Okay, so tell me, what's the concept? The concept of Soul Food House is good home-cooked food that, like, for Americans that miss like macaroni and cheese and good ribs and catfish i'm from the south my wife is from the south Mm -hmm. so we serve southern food and we serve soul food and some fusion stuff because we like experimenting and making the food based on what's around here Mm -hmm. so we got some interesting things going on but when you come here it's like being at home in your living room or in your dining room eating it's relaxed it's comfortable you feel like you're not alone in tokyo awesome <laughs> so do you get it like like what, what's your ratio is it like like 50 percent expats 50 percent japanese or is it like every day is different give or take it's about 50 50 40 60 like the 60 being more japanese than expat but Word of mouth spreads very quickly mm-hmm. on both sides. So hey, you're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of mouths listening to this, these words. I think this is my first <laughs> podcast, actually. So this is cool. Mm. More word of mouth from the horse's mouth. I'm not a horse, but you know, Man. Um, <laughs> I've been called a horse's ass quite a few times <laughs> ever since I was a wee little child. But now I've just been called mean. So, but that's different. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe I give it a good fifty fifty. Forty five fifty five. That's awesome. Do you get like a lot of like Japanese people who lived overseas and like maybe they had like a homestay or they worked like in like maybe like I don't know, like Brooklyn or maybe some other like place, whatever, and all of a sudden they're just like, God damn it, you know, I just I would love to have some ribs. I, I can't find any ribs that are like delicious in Tokyo. Well check it. There was a Japanese girl that came in. No, Thursday night. Uh huh. By herself, comes in, sits down, orders, loads up on food. I'm like, how was it? This is great. I went to Los Angeles and ate soul food. She showed me pictures of the place where she ate. Yeah. I'm like, 
Now that's a hardcore fan right there. Yeah, dude. She didn't want anybody else. She didn't need anybody else to come in with her to eat. Mm. I like those people. Those are like, yeah, hungry people. Those are my people. <laughs> dude, I'm a hungry guy, mm-hmm. dude. I got a gut. Half of it's from beer, the other half from food. Probably more beer than food, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Oh, man. Dude, do you, do you have t-shirts? Um, I'm working on it. You're working on it? <clears throat> Maybe halfway through this month, I'll have them ready to sell. Uh, you guys have been only, you've only been open for like a year now, right? No, not even. Seven months. Seven months? Oh, Seven dude, months. Way too early for t-shirts. No, it's never too early for T-Search when you're making graphics. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know the, in- the the industry, so actually this is a learning experience to me. I mean, I worked in restaurants when I was a kid and shit, you know, washing dishes, bussing tables, fucking uh, delivering pizzas and all that shit. So I've I know the dishwashing thing. I haven't bussed tables, but mm, I think I started more in catering. Is that how you get your start? Like catering, like in the South? Which part of the South? Oh... Uh, well, I lived in Atlanta for how many years was that? Many, many years. I think 15 years or 16, something like that. I can't remember. I moved there when I was 10. Mm-hmm. But um, the church I was going to, mm-hmm. like, we had an executive chef that was volunteering to do, like, the meet and greet parties after the service. Mm-hmm. So I was helping him in the kitchen and... <laughs> Yeah, I learned so much from him just on how to prep food, how to make quality trays. Mm. And now I'm not really in the kitchen. Like, I'm the experimenter. So I suggest things to my wife and to the other chef. It's like, let's try this. (laughs) That sounds like the best part. (laughs) Sometimes I'm... Like, later on I'm going to be making some sausage patties for brunch. Uh Uh-huh. Because, yeah, that's my small part. I make soups. I make things that everyone else will be like, nah, you can go buy it. I'm like, no, 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 let's make it. Mm. I want this taste. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I used to watch Kitchen Nightmares and shit, like, all the time. Like, just because, like, I, I worked at a restaurant and, like, seeing Gordon Ramsay just, like, go ape shit on some fucking poor people that are just like... I'm just trying to run a restaurant, you know? And and him just go berserk. Like, all right, the first couple were, like, funny. And then after that, it's kind of sad. But you're right, dude. You're completely right. So the first thing that he changes about every single restaurant is it's got to be made in the restaurant. Yeah. Everything's got to be made. It can't, you, you can't just buy, like, waffles down the street and be like, all right, we got waffles. You know, it doesn't work oh, that no. way, right? We, we have our own batter that my wife is made up. So, yeah, no. A, Part of what we do at the restaurant is make it from scratch. So awesome. Like mac and cheese. We got probably the best mac and cheese in the city. Dude, I, dude I'm here. I'm looking, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking around and shit. I'm like, dude, yeah, you definitely have to have good mac and cheese and shit. Actually, I'm getting hungry. No, 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 our first attempt was five years ago, and yeah, we learned a lot about the real estate industry and the actual workings of what it takes to open a restaurant. It's not just, okay, we're going to rent a property and open a place. Nah, there's certifications you have to get and tons and tons of money you have to put down in a lot of instances, mm-hmm. and yeah, it crazy you have to trust your agent (laughs) so you gotta so basically get a good agent get a good agent who knows what you need to do Mm, awesome if you don't know and they're just guiding you along and you're blindly going okay okay if you don't trust them they're going rob you (laughs) oh god man being robbed sucks Mm. oh dude so or at least mislead you (laughs) So what was your attempt five years ago? Did you start like a cafe somewhere? Or? Well, we 
for about the first five years I was in Japan, I ran an open mic in Shibuya. Mm-hmm. And also a couple years in Ikebukuro. Mm-hmm. But almost simultaneously, both of those open mics ended. And my wife was like, you know, we should open a music cafe so that we don't lose that music community mm-hmm. that's been built up. So we set out on the journey that's now Soul Food House. Mm-hmm. It has changed names and images and concepts over time to be evolved to what it is now. But yeah, it was, we were going to try opening a place in Shibuya. And yeah, that was chaos. <laughs> like we, we never opened it. Like the place our real estate agent was trying to get us into, the building owner didn't want foreigners. They were going to try getting us to subcontract under someone else. And that's some sketchy as shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the building owner seemed to be slightly yak connected. So, yeah, when it didn't go through chaos, but a blessing at the same time. Dude, we learned so much from that. Oh, man. Like, yeah. My wife was heartbroken because she thought we didn't open the place. What are people going to think? And then she's got person after person like, yeah, no, I've been through the same thing before. So she was like, really? I'm like, yeah, it, it's not uncommon for there to be craziness that happens. So we rerouted, did catering, and started doing cooking classes. And it mm-hmm. built up over time to where we had a balanced and following fan base of people that know us from our Thanksgiving parties that we've been doing since we moved to Japan Mm -hmm. to catering jobs to cooking classes so it built to where we actually had the customer base to open a place oh man that is fucking great dude so like by the time you open this place there's already like like a like a list like a surplus of people they're just like dude finally about time (laughs) yeah right that and taking tons of pictures and making, getting to the point where you take pictures so good that people start hating you. I like that part. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait take, taking pictures of this place or pictures of the food or taking pictures of the food? Yeah, pictures of the food. They're oh, like, man. I hate you. Why aren't you open yet? Open a place already. Open a place. It's like we're almost there. Soon, soon. <laughs> Oh man! So the most difficult play, the most difficult thing was finding the location. How did you yeah. find this location? And this, god damn it, dude! This place is amazing. The interior is so like like I said when I first came in and stuff. The earth tones are like magic, you know. I mean, it's a really comfortable place. Oh, I was in love with the place just from the earth tone interior mm. first time I sat down. Mm-hmm. So this place, a blessing, but kind of sad at the same time. Oh, why? So the restaurant that we've partnered with to be able to open this place was mm-hmm. called 148. The executive chef, Marcus Yip, fell sick and he got brain cancer. Oh, no. So in that, he couldn't finish running the place. So one of his friends introduced us as people that could help ease the transition. Mm-hmm. So, we were allowed to come in, use our concept, and it allowed the place to still be open for his other portions of business and for us to start our restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he just passed two weeks ago. Oh, dude, I'm sorry, man. Nah, it, he's finally at rest. That's. It's a beautiful thing when somebody can finally be at peace because it was getting hard towards the end. Yeah, dude. Cancer's a bitch, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, it allowed us to be able to come in and, like, this place, yeah. It blows people's minds away that this is a soul food restaurant. (laughs) It You know, it it doesn't have, like, the soul food 
like when I come in when I came in here and stuff, I, it doesn't scream soul food. But the thing is, maybe that's a good thing because I mean, you don't want a restaurant that looks like all the other restaurants. Yeah. You know, you you want like when somebody comes in, you want to be like, okay, this is soul food restaurant, but you know, it's different, it's unique, it's special, and you know, and because it has like like these these like I don't even know it was like tribal designs over here and stuff like that. You know, it, it's kind of cool because it kind of takes you to like a different like atmosphere. It kind of like puts you at a different kind of like it puts you in a different kind of mood and stuff. You know, yeah. so I mean, when you go to McDonald's, you don't even have to like you know like go into McDonald's. You see a picture of an interior of like just like like a table of McDonald's. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's fucking McDonald's. It's right? like that's McDonald's. Yeah, that's, that's McDonald's. That's McDonald's. Exactly. They're all the same. But when you go to a restaurant that's that has one kind of design, that's a different kind of food, you know, maybe that's a good thing and stuff, you know? I mean, you don't want to be just like everything else and stuff. Like, you don't want to be like TGI Fridays or, should I even say it, Pink Cow? You know, I mean... <laughs> hey, I designed the bathroom doors at Pink Cow. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, really? That was you? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've had some good times there. No, I love Pink Cow. They're... Mm. They make good burritos. They, they do have good burritos. food. They do have good food. But, okay. Now, all right. So, your food here is amazing. What is your number one best-selling food? Your, your best dish? I would say your best dish would be the most popular dish or a dish that you would recommend. I guess those are three different questions. Go for it. Uh, that's difficult. Gumbo, ribs, mac and cheese. I want all three of those right now. Oh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. If you had a menu in front of me, I'd be like, oh, gumbo looks good. Macaroni. Ribs? You can't get good ribs in Japan. Dude, I go to you fucking... You get the macaroni and cheese with the ribs. The catfish is also good. Catfish, catfish is, is also... excellent. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. I think I'm in. Um, yeah, I, every so often, like every three months, I get a little homesick and shit. I've been here for years, but still it happens and stuff. I always go to Hard Rock Cafe, you know? Don't me and the do that. I know, but dude, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I've been fucking up, dude. I've been really, really seriously fucking up because you go there and like half the time you hear good music, the other half you don't, you know? You go there and the staff is a little bit too punky, you know? You're like, your boss is making you dye your hair, isn't he? <laughs> You don't really have blue hair, do you? I mean, it looks cute on you, granted, but yeah, you know. Nah, we. Mm. This is like your living room. This you, is. You get people, like our staff. Mm. We're down to earth, cool, mm. mix of Japanese, foreign. You come in, we treat you right. Yeah. We, you don't feel like we're putting on a show because we're not. We don't have time for that. Mm. It gets too busy to put on any show. Yeah. <laughs> And all right, so you've got a lot of music equipment here, and you yeah. are in the music business. You are yes. part of the the Beat Jackers. I'm a part of the Beat Jackers. I'm a part of a jazz hip hop group called the Euphonic Changes, mm-hmm. and a sound engineer for the Kansai Music Conference in Osaka. So, yeah, I, I run the gambit of a bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> a jack of all trades. No, and- no, no. I don't want to be a jack of all trades because the second part of that is master of none. Oh, I yeah. want to at least master something. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I don't want to be a master is a masturbator. <laughs> so, all right. So you do do music here. I mean, you yeah. got like you got guitars, you got keyboards, you've got uh, yeah, a couple of guitars over yeah. here. It looks like maybe a bass. You got monitors, no, and no bass. You don't have a bass here. No, we need to get a bass in here. I could probably get you a bass. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you give me an iPad 3G and I'll get you a bass. Let me see what I got at home. Mm. You probably have to repair it, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't give a shit, man. I just need it for work. But that's awesome. But So so what kind of music stuff do you do here? Um, we do an open mic every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And it's it includes karaoke for performance style. So mm-hmm. we don't care. Come in and entertain yourself. Entertain everyone else. Mm-hmm. So you got like a karaoke machine or like... Oh, YouTube works wonders now. YouTube? <laughs> no shit. So you could do YouTube karaoke where it doesn't have like the words and stuff and you yeah. can just sing along with it? Right. Mm-hmm. No shit. I didn't even know about that. I, I've been spending so much money at karaoke. God damn it. Yeah, no. Don't do that. You know you can drink better at home. <laughs> <laughs> that is for damn sure. Dude. I'm learning that after like my my well, what thirty years of drinking. <laughs> I'm like finally like you know what I can save a lot of money if I just buy a back a bottle of Jackie D and a bottle of Coke and just stay at home and shit, dude. Jack and yeah. Coke is so much cheaper at home. It's like you know what, guys, come over to the house. I bought a couple bottles and yeah, 
We'll just chill and listen to music here. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. What would be like? What would be like your busiest season? I know you've been open like less than a month, but or less than a year. But <laughs> sorry, man. <I'm, laughs> your drink is going straight to my head. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I gotta get a haircut after this. So I can be like. I'm fucked up. Just take it all off. It's hot. <laughs> take it all off. Even the, even the hair on my back. If you can get that too, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, get out. Get out. No, no. Dude, we'll... dude, my barber's pretty cool, man. She'd be like, dude, maybe I could like do some like designs in your back or something, like in the '80s. Do you want those lines? Remember the lines that people had in the side? She could oh, probably man. do that with my back hair, dude. Wow, that that sounds very primate uh, <laughs> you seen star wars right yeah. uh, that's my that's my horrible impression of fucking chewbacca <laughs> oh shit we just lost viewers or audio listeners <laughs> no no they're like wait i want the visual for this oh, <laughs> oh man yeah the, the, the lines could go all the way down past my ass but anyway but oh. going i know dude i went there no i can't mentally unsee that yeah, great. We need another <laughs> drink, man. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So what was like? What would be a busy season here? Um, because right now the tourists are piling in, dude. Right now it's crazy. Well, we. It's difficult to say until we've reached a year, but we tend to have. Mm, we're advertising on the military base, so people that come in from all the different bases mm -hmm. try making a stop in here cool Fridays and Saturdays can get kind of insane oh awesome um <laughs> ooh you've actually hit me with a difficult question alright <laughs> just doing my job <laughs> no like I think this month April is going to be insane cause yeah. you have so many people moving in and out of the city that people just want to eat and drink and get together. So, mm. yeah, we've got massive parties that are being booked. It's like, cool. Yeah, no need to worry about that night. All right, let's look at the other ones. <laughs> Sweet. So you advertise through, like, the military bases. Do you also advertise through, like, the, the embassies, like the Canadian embassy, the American embassy, maybe the New Zealand, Australian embassy? Probably not, not the British one. <laughs> I don't think the British would know what to do. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of British listeners. We love those guys. But yeah, when I was in England, man, it was all it was all Indian food when I was there. I, I've, I've never eaten so much Indian food. I was in London. So that, that was probably the problem. I probably should have just left London. But Well, like, because of word of mouth, mm -hmm. we get a lot of different people, like, the U.S. Embassy knows we exist. We've worked with them and the USDA and Meat Federation for a few years now. Yeah. And, yeah, they know we're here. So people from the embassy come. The other embassies, we're semi-connected to the Australian embassy by way of the previous restaurant. Mm -hmm. And New Zealand embassy, I don't know anybody there yet. Mm. I guess I gotta go make friends. Gotta make friends, man. <laughs> gotta make friends in this business. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know. I might know some people from the English embassy. Okay. Yeah, through from Gamuso, because I mean, the bar that I work at, that I worked at last night, one of our sponsors, Gamuso. Yes. Yeah, everybody there is English and stuff. So yeah, and actually, to be honest, they they make good quiche at Gamuso. Am I saying that right? Quiche. 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 It's like a little they pie. They make quiche now. Like it was every so often, you know, like like I mean, the owner and stuff. He'll make like uh, call it, He'll make quiche and stuff, right? Pretty good stuff. So yeah, I take back all the things I Wait, said about Mark the food. Mark can cook. Am I? Am I <laughs> is this a secret? Maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but but yeah yeah, they got quiche there every so often and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Seen. All right. So so I take back everything I said about the food in England and stuff. There is good food, but like when I was there, I everybody that I hung out with is like, all right, we're gonna get some food. I'm like, awesome. And we ate Indian food, and I, and I love Indian food, but I was like, okay, um, shouldn't we eat, like, fish and chips or something? <laughs> I love fish and chips. I love curry, but mm -hmm. England, to me, lacks variety. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I love them, but 
<laughs> I, I think when I go there, because I, I mean, when you go to like a country and stuff, you like, for example, like when people come to Japan, they all go to Tokyo. When people come to the States, they all go to like New York or LA or something, right? I think like to get the real food, you got to like leave the major city. And like, you know, New York, you know, I mean, you could go to Jersey and get some really good food and stuff there, especially Italian. Well, I've seen the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've been to New York once mm. and it's not so much having to leave New York, it's being willing to leave where everybody else wants you to go. Oh, yeah, leave all the... Ter- ter- oh, my God. I almost said the wrong word. The tourist <laughs> areas. The tourist areas. Oh, uh, yeah. So leave those areas and stuff like that and kind of, like, branch out. That's where you get all the good... See, oh, yeah. maybe that's where I was fucking up when I was in London and shit. Because I was fucking... I was, I was right by where all the clubs were and shit, the bars, yeah, Brick Lane. don't do that. Don't do that. Like, well, that's what I do, though. My little sister came to Tokyo, like... She's military, so she was passing through mm-hmm. after being in, I think, Afghanistan, then was on her way to Germany. She's like, I want to go someplace local. I know local spots that are not on people's maps, so I took her to like a shochu bar mm-hmm. where they don't have a food menu. You go and you say you're hungry, they start bringing you out food. They're like, would you like some pizza? Sure. Mm. Yakitori? That works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love yakitori, man? Uh, that's on the secret plan for later. <laughs> you, you guys are going to do yakitori here? Um, We'll have some different skewers that are coming up. Like, I've got a plan for later on. Okay, so there's some <laughs> confidential shit I'm getting into, right? So like, all right, enough said. We got it. All right. Faders come in in about a month. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, me, I have infinite side projects. Mm. Whether it be music, food, or whatever. I've got plans all the time. So, I want to open a small little, like, yakitori shop that does, like, American-style kebabs. Oh, shit. Wow. In the same neighborhood, or? Probably not in the same neighborhood. But not in Rapungi either. No, you don't want to fuck a Rapongi, man. The rent there is ridiculous. Yeah, no. I... Which is another reason why, I mean, for you to not open like a restaurant in Shibuya is great. Because rent there, because they're building all the skyscrapers there now and all the tech buildings and shit for the Olympics. Well, dude. That's the irony of trying to open a place in five years ago in Shibuya. Mm-hmm. Like, we were actually told what the plans for Shibuya were then. For when they were trying to get, what was it, the 2016 Olympics? They were, they're converting Shibuya into like a music center where everyone can come and hear music. But like, it's, it's an insane plan to me. Cause mm. like you see the, um, what are those things called? What, the big monitors? No, 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 no. Like, I guess the projected image of what it's supposed to look like. Oh, yeah, the, the futuristic plans of Shibuya, where it yeah. kind of looks like Blade Runner. Going back to well, Blade Runner, but yeah. Where it looks like Blade Runner, but there are no young people. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Shibuya, like, like not originally, but within the last, like, like, like 20 years ago, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, it's all been, like, young people, young shops, clubs. Yeah. Like, a lot of prostitution was there. It was really a dark, oh, yeah. dirty city and shit back in the day. But now, they're, they're cleaning it up, like, like rapidly and stuff. It's become, like, a tech city. Yeah. Like, they want to make it, they want to make Shibuya into, like, Silicon Valley, Asia. Um, That's why, like, like, where all the companies are going. They it then. <laughs> yeah, well... They, they, I mean, they open up the Hikarie building, mm. and like all the offices there, like Glee, DNA, yeah. Cyber Agent, a couple of trading companies are there. I think Malbini's got an office there and shit. So yeah, and then they're opening the uh, other skyscraper that's going to be like housing for like expats that are involved in like uh, the, the the tech industry and stuff. That's a scam. It's just a scam. <laughs> well, I'm not going to live there, dude. <laughs> I don't, no, uh. like that's the messed up thing about Japan right now. They're like. We need more foreigners here. Let's build foreign-friendly locations. Now, they can't rent anywhere else, but they can stay in Shibuya, Torano no Mo. Like, wait, what if I want to live in, I don't know, Saitama, local areas in Tokyo? Do you want to live in Saitama? I already live in Itabashiku. It's like literally a 
maybe 15 minute bike ride to Saitama. Really? Oh yeah. man. I'm close to Adam, so. <laughs> you look close to Adam? Yeah. <laughs> Adam only... He's across the river. <laughs> all he does is complain about how far he lives. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, but he's like, oh god, I gotta leave. It's 11 o'clock. I gotta catch my last train. I'm like, 11 o'clock? <laughs> well, that's because he has to. If he's at Gamusa, that means he has to go to Shinjuku, then try catching the Saikyo mm. back to where he lives. So I yeah. can understand him. <laughs> yeah, I can understand too. I used to live in Kanagawa. Not too Ooh. deep in Kanagawa, but, you know, I would say past the borderline of Tokyo and shit. And that, that also was a. Dude, I, I, I miss my last train all the time. Dude, I, I know I knew all the best like uh, like manga, manga like comic book cafes yeah. to sleep in. You know, not to read comics, but the ones I had the most comfortable chairs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'll go there for four hours and sleep. Take the Baggis first train rules. home. Uh, Bagus always rules. <laughs> oh, Bagus! Oh yeah, yeah. That was the one. There was a really nice one that was above uh, HMV. Was it HMV? Is that yeah, the music that was Bagus. Yeah, yeah. That was on the top floor of downtown yeah. Shibuya and uh, sent a guy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had the, that building. Yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, Shibuya is completely different from 10 years ago. How long have you been in Japan? Uh, this makes year 11. So year I, 11? I remember, like, even 12 years ago when I first visited. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it 12 or 13 years ago? Maybe 13 years ago. Yeah. When I first visited. Yeah, Shibuya is completely. It's like for me visiting Atlanta. Everything is changed so much that you're like, is that still there? Yeah. <laughs> I Wait, thought there was where a is this? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what brought you to Japan, by the way? Was it like, I mean, did you just come here? Was it military? Was it like English teaching? Were you just like, Missionary I got to get work. out? Missionary work? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, dude, I'm saying, I'm saying like Jesus Christ and stuff like a lot. Dude, I apologize. <laughs> Uh, you be you. You be you. Uh, I am me, dude. I love you anyway. I can't, <laughs> I can't change who I am. But, so missionary work brought you on here. Yeah. What, what, what just made you decide to stay? Just because it's awesome or? It's life right now. I mean, this is where I live. So I don't have a mortgage in the States that I have to run back to. Mm-hmm. I've got family there, but with... Google Hangout and Skype, they know how to contact me. Yeah. <laughs> That's if, true. If they can see me and talk to me, they're cool. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. My parents have visited once. They pro- they promised and semi-threatened to visit time and time again. Once I have my son, they're like, yeah, we'll be visiting soon. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Come on out. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. When did you have your son? Your son, you wait about a year ago, right? He's almost two. Almost two? Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, I see him like you know, like Facebook and stuff. But... Time flies. Yeah, dude, they get big, man. Then again, I know nothing about kids. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I know that. I know that. Like, like half my friends have kids now, and that's it. <laughs> I come over. I'm like, do I gotta watch my mouth? <laughs> catch up, catch up, man. <laughs> catch up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. With my life, oh Jesus. But um, <laughs> awesome, man! Is there anything else you want to talk about or about your restaurant and stuff? I think we I covered all my questions. But I mean, is there anything? What about the future? Or I mean, you talked about the other restaurant, but the future uh, selling product. Like we've got great barbecue sauce and different seasonings, but we got to plan them out first. <laughs> dude, that's a really good idea. Selling barbecue sauce, dude. Do you know how fucking hard it is to get good goddamn barbecue sauce? Sorry, to get good barbecue sauce here in Japan. Dude, yes. Oh, dude, get yes, this. I do. Oh, man, I'm sure you do. Get this. All right. Uh, what was it? it? Was last week and shit. My 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 girl, my wife. She had to go on a what you call it, a business trip. So we decided to go to a nice steak restaurant in Nakamegro, right? So there's this one that's pretty decent and stuff. You know, it's like a pretty good price for a pretty good size of steak, right? So we go in there and stuff, and they blast J-pop music so loud, it's so ridiculous. But anyway, we go in there and stuff. You know, and the steaks are pretty decent, but they only have two different options of steak sauce, right? And they're both like this, like it's like almost like a watery kind of thing. That's almost like almost, oh, what was it? It was um. Fruit flavored uh, barbecue sauce, and the other one was garlic flavored, and and it, it was just basically this fruit water flavored. Yeah, and it didn't even taste like fruit. It was like like kind of like this yeah. floral kind of thing, and it was like basically I, I, I tried a little bit of one and a little bit of another one. I was just like. 
fuck, man. I really wish I had some A1 or something here, dude, because... They actually do sell A1. Yeah, you got, but you got to go to specialty stop, shops like uh, that, that Cowdy, that international shop. It's been so long since I've used A1. Well, like, you got your own restaurant with your own steak sauce. So. No, no, no. Long ago, my father taught me, if the steak is prepared right, you shouldn't need steak sauce. Okay, well, I guess their steaks were not prepared right. Well, I mean, <laughs> they were prepared well enough and shit, but I mean, I, I mean, I poured some of the steak sauce on it. It tasted like shit, but still I ate it and stuff like that. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, my point being, man, it is difficult to go to a, like a restaurant and get good steak sauce unless you go to like, uh, like I, I think probably like Friday's, TJ Friday's, maybe might have a one. Or if you go to like a Hard Rock Cafe, well, they of course, should they have some Jack Daniel barbecue sauce. Dude, Jack Daniel does have good barbecue sauce. They do. They do. They got a variety too. They got like like I think like five or six different flavors. Yeah. Oh man. Now I'm really hungry. Me too. Ma'am. And I have to make sausage after this. For I guess real? I'll be eating sausage. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with sausage, man. Sausage is pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's awesome. So, all right. So you're gonna sell products and stuff. Cool, man. So, all right. How can people find this place? Like, let's say somebody comes here, or like maybe there's somebody that's listening here, or maybe someone's from Osaka or whatever. Maybe like, maybe it's a, a military person and stuff. They're listening to this podcast. They're like, holy shit, I want to go to this motherfucking place right now. How can they find it right now immediately? Soulfoodhouse.com. Go on Facebook, type in Soul Food House. Instagram, Soul Food House. YouTube, Soul Food House. <laughs> that's it? Google, Soul Food House. That's it. Soul Food House. Mm. Soul Food House at 148. Yeah, it took me like two months for Google to verify the business. But yeah, you search, it pops up. Nice. Location, times, all that. Mm. Awesome, dude. That's fantastic. So, Faders, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Japan, if you're in Asia, get your ass down to... Soul Food House at 148 in Azubu <laughs> How far away, uh, how, how long is the walk from the station? About three minutes. Three minutes. Which exit? Uh, for Namboku Line, exit four. For Oedo Line, exit seven. You took the wrong one earlier. I took five A. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was. It was my first time, so I was mm. like checking it. Out. I was like, uh, maybe five A is the best one. But still, I came on at five A, and it only took me like two minutes to walk here. Yeah. So mm. I mean, I mean, Azubu Juban. I mean, the streets are like, I mean, there's a lot of like miscellaneous streets in here, but oh, that's yeah. kind of like you know the the special thing about this area and stuff. Because I mean, I, I think that. This is one of the parts of Tokyo where, like, if you're walking down one street and you're like, oh, okay, here's this restaurant, here's that restaurant. But if you take, like, a, a, a miscellaneous right turn, you could probably find, like, three cool places that you've never seen before or something. Yeah. You know, like, like maybe some kind of, like, a cool leather shop or some shit. You know, maybe buy a wall or something. That's further up the street. Further up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of a leather shop, but... No, I'm joking. No, that's Rapongi. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think there's like some kind of an SNF. Oh, shit. I know what it is. This is like. <laughs> all right. This weekend right now is the weekend of the cherry blossoms and of like the, the, the Wiener Festival in Kawasaki. Yeah, that that's that's an interesting thing. Have you been to that? I have not, but I read the story of the. Of how that festival came to be. Yeah, they're like, we need more children. So let's have like a. Like, no. Honor- no? No. Oh, wait. You know, my what I was told is wrong. Oh, please. Here, let's take a little break because this sounds like a good time to take a segue. <laughs> and then, so I can check the levels and stuff, get another drink, and then continue with the wiener part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, feeders. Um, here, uh, here's a little note from our sponsors. When I want to save money and drink better beer, I go down to Mitsuya Liquors in Tokyo, Minami Asagaya. Why? They got over 300 types of beer from across the world and from around Japan. They got IPAs, Hail Ales, Pilsners. It's a beautiful thing. And if you want something else, they got it. They got a fine selection of Napa Valley wines, Japanese sake, and shochu. And you can take all those puppies into the back and drink them there, which means that you're saving money by drinking at liquor store prices in a social environment. So fade on and save. Mitsuya Liquors in Minami Asagaya. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. 
if you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. All right, faders, welcome to the second half of uh, Got Fit in Japan. Uh, still, we're in episode 284. 300 yes. is coming, soon approaching. And, uh, okay, so, uh, all right, we were talking about wieners and the wiener festival that's happening tomorrow. <laughs> I'm probably not going. <laughs> I've been invited, but I've got a couple of, like, meetings and shit i got to attend to. So I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, uh, I really should go, you know? I live close to Kawasaki. It's just, like, two trains and shit. I mean, I guess it is an experience. I mean, I do have a wiener, you know? So maybe, I mean, I should go, but I don't know. Fuck, dude. I, if I go there and shit, maybe it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, God, this is so fucked up. There's wieners everywhere. And again, I live in Frisco and shit. And, I, I, you know, of course, we got the Castro, which is like a big gay area. It's like, but this isn't a gay festival. It's, no. it's just it's just a wiener festival. It's to celebrate the wiener. Or maybe it's not. All right, all right Dave, please. The story goes, there was a demon that possessed the lady parts of a woman and bit off the wieners of suitors that were trying to get with her. She must have been really hot. Because if you if it's suitors, <sighs> like if it's one suitor, you're like, well, you know. But it was like like five guys that, you know, just like, dude, these guys are fucking taking a big risk trying to fucking mate this girl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she went to the priest of the temple where the festival is. He had a blacksmith Mm -hmm. create a metal phallus to de-teeth the demon of the lady. (laughs) So, basically, he made a, 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 like, lead dildo. Yeah, he made a metal dildo. Nice! For, to defeat the demon. Wait, that <laughs> maybe maybe this story has like a deeper plot. Maybe some like like chick. She can't get any guys and stuff. She's lonely. She she wants to get off. She goes, hey, um, there's a demon in my coochie, and I need to pop that coochie. Is no, there any way no, you can no. Make me- See, the bloodbath that leads up to that point would say that she's not that desperate, but she's desperate to actually have a relationship at some point. But most girls have a bloodbath down there one time in a month. Yeah, but not <laughs> not from somebody bleeding on them, though. Uh, yeah, true that, I guess. <laughs> Touche, right? It's like, <laughs> I just want some guy to like me that won't run screaming without a penis afterwards. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a wiener. Maybe it's the one guy. This is the one guy that lost his tongue. <laughs> hey, he lost his fingers. <laughs> He's not talking or pointing fingers at anyone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he can point his Johnson like, she did it. <laughs> Please stop pointing your wiener at me. All right, let's bring a festival. So the festival is of the... the, the, the to celebrate defeating the demon. How old is this festival? Please tell me it's older than like, what, 40 years old. Oh, no, it's... it's, I it's, think... it's from like the 80s. 
<laughs> Owner of a lonely heart and a wiener. Now, <laughs> that's where it would get really, really awkward. It's like, yeah, this just happened in the 80s. Really? <laughs> Holy shit, the demon can come back. <laughs> watch yourself, ladies. No, watch yourself, dudes. Faders, beware. Oh, man, that's insane, dude. So that's happening in Kawasaki this uh, Sunday, tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck, dude, today's Saturday? God damn it. And right now Already. it's the... Ch- I know, right? It's the cherry blossom... Like, cherry blossoms now are in full bloom, which is... um. And it's gray as all day outside. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, it's like a scary... But, it's I mean, like England. With cherry blossoms. <laughs> wow, it's weird. But the thing is, like, this neighborhood is not as crazy as mine. I live near Nakame- or Meguro River. Dude, there are a billion people right now. There's so many. I was going to go down there and take pictures of all the drunk people and shit. Like, like Meguro River is so small. But they, it's, like, filled with cherry blossoms, so it's really beautiful. But there's, like, like 5.6 million people in an area that can only hold 50,000 people. Maybe not even 50,000, but there's all these people pushing, trying to take, like, like photos of each other using selfies. Like, I should take photos of this shit because it's, it's chaos. It's, like, Mad Max times 1,000. No, no, no. When we opened this place, it was Juban Matsuri yeah? weekend. And, like, some unheard of millions of people come just those two days for the Juban Matsuri. Yeah. A guy from Sweden is like, there are more people here than are in my country. <laughs> Probably, like, dude. They just fill the streets. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a food flea market because everybody's selling cheap. Mm-hmm. So people come for the food and just fill the streets. Mm-hmm. All weekend. And yeah, we open... Friday, then Saturday was Juban Matsuri starting. So, like, people had to push past the booths to actually get into the place. Jeez, man, that's wild. So Sunday we were like, yeah, no, we we aren't going to try competing with them. We'll just start fresh Wednesday. <laughs> Jeez, man, there's so many people that can come here in that time. I mean, but this place, I mean, the streets are wide enough where, I mean, you can get a lot of people in here, but... Nakamegro is just not designed for it. No, it's... Nakamegro is kind of cool. Oh, wow, the festival... You weren't too far off. The festival started in 77. 1977? 77. That's when, the, oh, that's when I was born. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It's I was a born. festival to celebrate you. <laughs> and my wiener. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess I got to go to this festival. They're like... Uh, I guess there's going to be a bunch of trains. I don't know if this is a joke or, like, just serious. They're like, it used to be a small festival, but it has become bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> we, do you know Tidiana, uh, the, the uh, transvestite comedian? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know if it's he or she. I always get confused and stuff. But, yeah, uh, he's got going down there with, like, a bunch of, like, transgenders and stuff. Or was it trans- transvestites, you know? And so, like, they're gonna go in there in like full, like you know, um, you know, like dre- you know, dressed up in like their their outfits and stuff. They're gonna go. I, I, I don't know if it's, I always get confused on how to explain it. But anyway, they're all going down there and stuff. They're like, you gotta go to the show, Johnny. It's gonna be amazing. I'm like, maybe I'll go. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see that shit, dude. Yeah. But to those dude, like going crazy and stuff with like you know Wiener Festival and shit. I mean, seriously, man, it's gonna be fucking it's crazy. It's officially called the Festival of the Steel Phallus. The Steel Phallus. Dude, that sounds, that sounds like a band name. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like Spinal Tap, Megadeth, and Steel Phallus, live at the Thunderdome. It's like, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to pass on that show. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like seeing all sorts of crazy shit and stuff. I know, it's part of what the show's about. Well, we Gamuso, I mean. Oh, dude, yeah. at Gamuso, we've had some really fucked up shows. We used to have a Paint Your Teeth. Wow. Do you know what Painter Teeth is, those guys? It's like a bunch of guys that do like the most freakiest kind of like a performance art and stuff. No, I haven't heard. I, have, I think I've heard of them, but I've never seen them perform. Like the last time... I like, did do sound for when Ladybeard was there. Oh, yeah, 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 Ladybeard. Yeah, but Ladybeard's like a professional, now professional on-TV wrestler. Yeah. So that, that was played at this huge dome in Tokyo, I think like two weeks ago. No, like... Was it last even, week? Even his music stuff is like... Major now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, go ahead, Lady Beard. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> We've had him on the show twice. Yeah, 
first time we had him in the show was like his first performance, his first time being on any kind of like media in Japan and stuff. So he was a nobody when he's on the show the first time. We have audio and video of that. So if you if you Google that, Faders, you can find it. Second time was uh, about eight months ago, and that's when he was really starting to blow up. So we did audio and video of that. And the audio, like like after we did it and stuff like that, I, I edited the audio and the video and stuff. And we were able to like upload the audio. But uh, the next day, he's like, He's like, Mike, Mike, please don't upload the video. It, my, my manager says, like, the, there's some kind of illegal <laughs> thing that we have and stuff because we got a contract with this this TV thing or whatever. They please own don't. his image now. I know, right? So, like, because, I mean, we're drinking and shit and we're talking about all this weird shit and stuff, you know, and talking about, like, like a lot of crime news and shit. So he's like, he's like, he's like, the audio is acceptable, but we just can't have the video. And I was like, oh, shit. There right? can't be visual proof that I actually said that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, dude, I still have the video. And one of these days, maybe you'll surface I, I, I'm gonna wait until his career is completely done and he's fat and he's like an alcoholic in like New Zealand or something and I'm like okay now it's time to release this but right now out of respect I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that buried <laughs> now you have people searching the like there's got to be video somewhere around here no I know there's video on the <laughs> it's, it's right here in this hard drive <laughs> I'll show you later. No, no, I won't. No, I, won't. No, I, won't. I know you've got cameras in this place. No, but um, oh, oh man, phone. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like, like uh, Gamusa had this one event called Paint Your Teeth, and it was so extreme. Where like the owner was just like, I don't think I can have these guys here ever again. This is they passed the like they had like like a chick who was singing that was being sodomized by, by a dude. No. Yeah, a dude with a strap on wearing a horse's head mask, and and wow. yeah, there's that. And then after that, they they had all these like uh like like dead mice or whatever that you're supposed to feed to like lizards. Then they started cooking up and like cutting and like throwing to the audience and stuff. And that is then, special in a half. Yeah, and then somebody else got sodomized and stuff. And like I'm, I go up there to like collect glasses because I'm working at the bar. I'm like. Holy fuck, there's like blood and shit all over the place. Dude, it was like a G.G. Allen concert. It's <laughs> like, um, I'm going to go back downstairs now. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was up there for a while being like, this is crazy. <laughs> we described this on the show a couple of, like, uh, it must have been about a year or so ago and shit like that. I mean, this like, everybody knows about this. Gamusolo, that, that area of Asagaya has always got... Is, I mean, it's infamous for having crazy acts. Did you ever hear about the guy that went to a restaurant and like, and he was like an art performer, and he cut off his Johnson and he yeah, cooked it that, and stuff? That was in Asagaya. Yeah, that was in Asagaya. That was um, <laughs> you know where Gamuso is, and then there's like that reggae club and stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's called Deep Roots or something. Yeah, right yeah, down yeah. the street past there, there's like a little performance house, and that's where he did it. Wow. Yeah, and he got arrested for not cannibalism because cannibalism is actually not illegal in Japan. But indecent exposure. Exactly. For, it's for, like it wasn't attached, though. <laughs> it was not attached. <laughs> I, you know, no. I don't think I can handle watching that, dude. I think no. that, that, that would cross the line, dude. That's like, that's like, oh, I don't know, man. There's a certain level I can take. That, that's like the, the, the point where I'm just like, oh, God, I can't live with myself now. It's like, <laughs> I've seen too much. He actually did that. No shit. Wow. Asagaya, yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I, I think that's now now Gamusos. And that's why you have to go to the places that are not on the map, <laughs> <laughs> and tell everybody about Got Fitted Japan. Well, <laughs> speaking about map and telling people and stuff about things, you you said earlier and stuff that you were in a documentary. Yeah, can you um, here, can you talk about that a little bit? Well, a friend recommended us to the YouTubers. Is it? June and uh, one minute, one minute. Oh wait, is it Arthel, Cliff, and Reggie? No, no, no. Do you Rachel know those guys? and June. Oh, okay, never mind. And they do um, bl- video blogs about life in Japan. So they were trying to get together different African American or African descent. Mm-hmm people that are living in Japan to mm. talk about their experience. Mm. So my wife and I were recommended by a friend and like we became sort of the face of the documentary. Ooh, cool. And then I looked at the documentary a few months later. I'm like, everybody else, one year, two years, three years, five years. We'd already been here 10 years. So we were like the veterans of all the people being in, I'm like, wow. Okay. 
That's interesting. <laughs> Isn't it weird when you've been here for over 10 years and then you meet somebody that's been here for like three months? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, they're right. like, like, dude, let me tell you how Japan is. And you're like, um, you've it's been okay, here for kid. You'll months, learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, kid. You'll learn. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. But yeah, I mean, that's awesome though. Like, what were like? Okay, then this is pretty interesting. Like the the people that have been here for like one years and two years and three years and stuff. What were they doing in Japan? Um, one person was a housewife. Other people, musicians, English teachers, some stuff, some other stuff. I can't remember. Really? But nobody was rocking a restaurant with music. No, no. Nice. The restaurant hadn't even opened yet, so we were still... Like, telling people we're in the process of opening a restaurant. Well, they should have a fucking part two then, huh? But the thing is, like, people still (laughs) know us from the documentary, so... When the people that are coming to Japan are seeking us out because they saw us in the documentary. Oh wow! Shit, so that, that's great advertising. That's really like crazy sometimes. Because mm-hmm. there'll be people that come, they're like, "Were you in a documentary about?" I'm like, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy. So their YouTube page is pretty hot, huh? Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Like, mm. they do all sorts of different, unique things. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love to check it out because, dude, I get recommended... Nothing like paint your teeth, though. No. Oh. They're well. good people. <laughs> <laughs> good, decent people. <laughs> dude, there's nothing wrong by being sodomized wearing it. No, I'm struggling. <laughs> the horses like, had me be a little too far, but... <clears throat> it's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I mean, this shit actually happened. But the thing is, I mean, yeah, I get recommended all the time and stuff for like like to do interviews with people that do YouTube pages and stuff like that or other like podcasts about people in Japan. But it's always about the same shit, you know, like like a ramen restaurant, per- a person that likes ramen or a person that's going to sushi restaurants and stuff, a person that w- that that met Jito from the Jito sushi restaurant place. And I'm just mm. like I'm like, yeah, it's all been done kind of thing, you know. So I mean, if these guys are doing something new and something cool and stuff, and they're pretty high, you know. I mean, I love to check out their Facebook page. I do. No, they've got like, let's see. I do my husband's makeup. Two hundred fifty-four thousand views. Two hundred fifty. That's not that many. June (laughs) and his cat. Four hundred twenty thousand views. Wow. Holy shit, so they're making bank up. Dude, maybe we should do YouTube pay, but like uh, videos again. We used to do YouTube videos. We used to do YouTube videos and shit before anybody really did YouTube videos and stuff. But then we just kind of like faded away from the YouTube because fucking I don't have enough time to do fucking YouTube videos and then edit it and shit. Dude, fucking editing takes so much fucking time, dude. I want to do videos, but like, yeah, the editing is like, can I do a one well, one take. <laughs> oh, dude! If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do like YouTube and shit, do like when we first started doing YouTube videos and stuff. If you just like Google "Got Fit in Japan," you can see some of the videos and stuff on YouTube or Vimeo. We just had a camera. We hit record, and then fucking like like um, whenever there's something Let it funny, go. yeah. And whenever like when I was doing the editing, whenever there's something funny, I put like a funny image in there and stuff. I search the internet as something funny or explicit or extreme or shocking or something like that, you know. So I do that and stuff, and put in like a little bit of text here and stuff like that, you know. And I try to make it a little bit witty, a little mm-hmm. bit funny and stuff like that. But then, I mean, I'd be spending like eight hours a day like rendering and finding shit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just like, fuck, man. <laughs> This is taking all my time and shit, plus doing the audio editing and stuff, because all the other co-hosts n- never really helped with that shit, right? <laughs> so it was just all me and Call stuff. Call out. Call out. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, no, no I'm, not, I'm not saying anything negative about them. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, I was always the one. Cause, I mean, you know, I've got, like, I've got the technology and the skills, and I've got the background and shit, you know? So for, it, was, it was never a problem. A million just, dollar man. million dollars. <laughs> I'm worth a million dollars. Maybe a million pesos. Who knows? But the thing is, it's just so much time. And then now, now these kids and stuff, I mean, the, these guys that are doing it now and stuff. They're so fast with it. Well, dude, like, I mean, they, they're just like, they're using like, uh, like, the, like amazing programs and shit. Cause I'm using fucking like basic, you know, Apple programs, but they're using like, like this shit where like, where it looks, it looks so professional and shit. I just don't have the time, man. Yeah. No. Fuck dude. Yeah, I mean, fucking, if I quit my gig, the gig that pays and shit, then I'm like, <laughs> now I've got the time, but now I don't have money. It's like, ah, God damn it. this does not work. 
Mm. And on top of that, dude, I'm a painter and shit. And about like every so often, you know, I fucking get like gigs and shit that I got to go to and I got to prepare for that and stuff. And I'm always like painting and painting and painting. Dude, being a painter is like a full-time job in itself and shit, dude. I mean, seriously. By the way, if you want a painting in this place, dude, I can hook you up. Ooh. Yeah. Think about it. Don't say anything now, but think about it. And oh, by the way, faders, I'm available for commission work. And actually, to all you faders that have uh, been buying paintings and commissioning work um, this just this month, Thank you guys so much. You guys know who you are and stuff. And um, yeah, I sent out most of the paintings. There's a couple I still got to send out and stuff. So if you're waiting for it, it's definitely coming out. And uh, yeah, if you want to commission me to do some work, come on down to thespiltink.com, thespiltink.com. I am here ready to work for you. I'm kind of like that that commercial in Ghostbusters, you know, like, <laughs> like we're here and we're ready to believe you. That's me. But I'm ready to paint for you. So hell yeah. And we're ready to cook for you. Hell yeah, that's right, man. Dave, all right, plug your stuff one more time, dude. All right, Soul Food House at 148. We also do catering. We do cooking classes. Um, we do really great food. Mm. And amazing drinks. Dude, I love this. This is my second one. <laughs> all right, awesome. Dave, thank you so much for being here. You thank quite you. And welcome. And thank you for inviting me here, man. I'm so happy to be here. And I can't wait to come here when you guys are open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will feed you quite well oh I am ready dude I am definitely I don't like the word foodie or eater or something like that but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to eat I'm so, a foodie foodie I will track food down that I like and I will find it I will eat it no, I'm, no <laughs> that's awesome but I don't like the word foodie it sounds too cutie and pretty and mm. I want something tougher I want, I want, to, I want to have something like man eater but that doesn't sound good either. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds worse. <laughs> All right. Paint your teeth. Right. Paint your teeth. <laughs> no, I do not own a horse's mask. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Put the lotion on the skin. Also, oh, that, that story was about you. Wow. No, it was wow. not. No, it was not. You took a break from the bar to do that? <laughs> they paid better. They paid better. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm such a schmuck. But, um, <laughs> dude, thank you very much for being here. Faders, you know what to do. Go down to uh, iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell anybody and everybody about Got Faded Japan. Spread the word because we love to make these podcasts for you. And we also have merch. If you go down to RedTube and you uh, do – actually, do just a Got Faded Japan RedTube search. Do not do Got Faded Japan Redbubble search. Uh, yeah, that would be... No, wait, I got him backwards. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Dude, <laughs> did you put something in this drink? Or how... Did you Obviously. give me like a 60-40? More beer than that? But, no. um Yeah, Red Bubble uh, got fitted Japan. That's where you want to go. Don't go to Red Tube. You'll you'll get some horse's mask shit. It's going to be fucked up. Do not go there. All right, let's get another drink. All right, Faders, thank you very much for uh, tuning in, and we'll see you next week. David, thank you. You are quite welcome. All right, peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till Mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.